0: Hello, folks. My name is Brandon Moraz, the host of Fourth and Goal Podcast, with Taylor Thompson here talking all things Alabama football. So, with that being said, Taylor, how you doing today?
1: What's up, y'all? I'm doing great. Ready to talk about some Alabama football. I would say um, we kind of kicked the Aggies' butt this weekend. You know, yes. kind of the way to put it. <laughs>
0: Yes, that's definitely the way to put it. Uh, Tide had a great showing against Texas A&M uh, with the final score being 52-24. to um, Tide uh, handled it pretty easily the entire game. There was a little worry at the end of the first quarter when they did tie it up and scored 14 unanswered, but uh, the Tide responded and came back played well the rest of the game.
1: Yeah, I would say overall it was a great showing. I mean, we won by four touchdowns and scored over 50 points. I, um, you know, I think it was great. The offense with 544 yards, averaging 9.9 yards per play. I mean, the offense had an incredible showing this game.
0: Yeah, and uh, on the topic of offense, let's talk about the obviously emerging star of Mac Jones.
1: Oh, Mac Jones he set a new career high this weekend against the Aggies. I mean, 435 yards passing and four touchdown passes. Like he is just on the come up. I mean, I feel like he was kind of doubted at first, you know, coming off of like Jalen and Tua last year, leaving us with Mac, but uh, I think we're going to be great left with Mac. I think he's doing incredible for this team.
0: Yeah. I I think if you were a Mac Jones hater before or at any time, uh, he definitely shut you up on Saturday. Uh, You know, you, you have a top 25 team come in, and you know, like you said, he throws for over 400 yards with four touchdowns, and was just an absolute force. I mean, every deep ball that he threw was on the money every single time. Mm-hmm. It was, it was honestly just amazing to watch.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, he's honestly was the underdog who was just you couldn't even call him that anymore. I mean, he's completely showed out. He had this quote from uh, post game, and he said everyone wants to talk and say that Alabama's not back. I think we've proved in the first few games that we're improving and we just have to continue to do that, which, you know, I think it shows that he's humble. Like he's not letting the cockiness get to his head and he's just going out there and just showing out.
0: Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I love that answer from Mac Jones. I think that shows how much of a veteran he is in this program and how much he really understands, you know, the mantra of this program and, you know we take one game at a time and we always are looking to improve and even in a 52 24 win he's still saying that you know mm-hmm. there's things that we got to work on and we're going to go in next week and we're going to try to win again exactly and I love that approach I think you know that's what Saban tries to put in his players and that he, that's exactly what he's doing and you know last week I, I said on the show that um you know Mac Jones, my dad texted me and was saying that you know AJ McCarron's never looked so good on the football field and Honestly, again this week, he looked like a better A.J. McCarron. It just looks the exact same. He just Just throws the ball so well. And it's amazing. He's just just in command of the offense, and he's Mm -hmm. a great leader. You can see it on the field, and he's a great quarterback.
1: Yes, I'm really excited to watch how he takes the team this season. I think he's off to a great start, and I just think it's going to keep getting better from here.
0: Absolutely. Um, so, you know, what, continuing on to the offense, we did have a somewhat new star entering the wide receiver game for us, mm-hmm. uh, John Michi the third.
1: Yes, he did incredible.
0: Yeah. Listen, anytime I come out against an SEC defense in the top twenty-five, score two touchdowns and have one hundred and eighty-one yards, you're a star. And you yeah. know what? I think, I think people were a little worried. I mean, mm-hmm. listen. We still have two all-SEC wide receivers who are a force last year and will continue to be a force this year. But I think people were kind of wondering. You know, we had four all—you know—amazing wide receivers last year. So who's going to step up this year? Is that third, fourth guy that when Jalen and Devontae mm-hmm. get up to the line and are getting doubled, who's that going to be? Who's going to be the next guy? Who's that other threat? Who's going to take us? And the kid stepped up. The kid stepped right. up, and he cooked the defensive backs on Absolutely. every play.
1: <laughs> I mean, he, he's literally had his coming out game. I mean, he started with a 78 yard touchdown grab first of his career. I mean, you know, I mean, I think he came out and showed us that he has some talent that needs to be paid attention to. Like, yes, like you were saying, we know Jalen Waddle, we know Devonte Smith, we know that they're great players, but I think it just kind of showed that there's other talent on the team that, you know, we need to start paying attention to because there he's out here showing out.
0: Absolutely. Um, and not to call them the old guys, but let's get to the old guys on the, in the wide receiver core with uh, Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith. So Jalen Waddle had five receptions for 142 yards and one touchdown, which was, came on a second and 22 play from our own 10. Mm-hmm. Mac drops back and just th- fires an absolute bullet. And we, you know, again, we see Jalen Waddle is the fastest man in college football once again. Oh,
1: of course. Yes. Yeah
0: he has that second gear that is just leaps and bounds behind anyone who's plays college football right now. Mm -hmm. It's, it's insane. I mean, he caught the ball, Mag throws it to him on the 45. I think he ends up catching the ball. Right. And there's two guys probably within like five or six feet of him. And then he literally social distances himself. (laughs) By the time he got to the next 40, they were 10 yards behind him. And it, it was It was a foot race that he won for fun.
1: (laughs) You know, I think like between Jalen and him coming out and just everyone else, I think any questions that people had about the Crimson Tide's passing game, you know, like post to Jerry, Judy, Henry Riggs, like they've been answered. We're going to do just fine.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, how about the catch from Devontae Smith in the end zone yesterday?
1: (laughs) That was incredible. Uh,
0: Listen, (laughs) it, it almost seems like the Alabama game plan to throw to Devontae Smith is throw it up anywhere Mm -hmm. and he's gonna jump and get it yeah (laughs) that's it that's
1: it no no I our wide receivers this year I mean it's just they're just kind of unstoppable you know I mean between Mac Jones and our receivers like our offense is just on the mark every time
0: yeah (laughs) and not to mention Najee was getting out there for a couple you know he had two receptions for 26 yards but he had that big reception uh down towards the goal line that ended up Leading to his rushing, his second rushing touchdown of the day. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. You know, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Naji's just kind of our guy, you know. I mean, he's just like the go-to, especially like when the offense like gets into the red zone. You can always count on him to make it in. Well,
0: know? yeah. I mean, I, I think you can see that in the rushing stats. Um, you know, Naji had 12 carries for 43 yards. Now, mm-hmm. it's not a lot for a normal person, but he also had two rushing touchdowns. Right. So, and I, you know, honestly, I don't think that's his fault. I just think we have very talented wide receivers and a very talented quarterback who, mm-hmm. if they don't score a touchdown, throw it to, you know, five, six yards short of the goal line. And we just turn right. around and hand it to number 22 who blows over anyone that tries to tackle him and he's in the end zone. So mm-hmm. I, you know, we talked about it last week, Kelly only had 98, 98 yards, but he also had three touchdowns. It's, right. I think that's going to be a theme this year. You know, Najee's just going to be that guy who comes in and just, we're in, the, we're in the red zone and he's automatic.
1: Right. I mean, he's five touchdowns in two games. You know, I mean, he's our red zone guy. Like, he's just, it's, his rushing numbers don't mean anything, honestly. I mean, when he's down there, he gets the point And that's what is important. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I, I got to say, Brian Robinson did come in the game towards the end. We kind of saw him last year. We saw how... You know he is a good runner. and He's very shifty and very quick. And you know he comes in towards the end of the game, gets ten carries, sixty mm-hmm. yards. And you know I'm I'm impressed with him, and I I like what we're probably going to see from Brian Robinson down the road. Um, I think that two back set is really gonna help us. Um, yeah. I was just impressed with him. I I thought yeah. he deserved a shout out for um his effort. You know. And for sure. I don't know. I just, I just felt that his performance was very notable, even though it really didn't amount to much for us. It was just, it definitely stood out that he is also someone who's going to be important to our offense, you know, down the road, especially against a Georgia or, you know, someone who is going to play a lot better defense. So.
1: No, yeah. Speaking of switching gears, talking about our defense. There you go. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: You know, I think we had a lot of great players you know who came out but I do think like one of our like biggest issues with defense is just getting off the field on third down I mean we allowed the Aggies to convert 10 of 17 attempts and to me it's like a little scary because if we let that happen against a team like Georgia I mean it's just crucial if we can't make those stops
0: yeah I would agree um I would agree with that I would but I also think that we did a very good job. I mean, listen, you're right. Our defense did have a lot to improve on, but I also think they mm-hmm. improved on it a lot during the game. You know, the, Definitely. when A&M scores that second touchdown, it's a total blown coverage. Guys who wide open, he scores, and they come back and they try to run that same tight end wheel route, and it's covered up and it's no chance. Kellen Munn doesn't even get the ball off, you know? So... Mm-hmm. I would agree with you. Our defense does need to get better, but, but they're young, you know, that's, it is right. what it is. Well,
1: and that's the, that's the thing is we got like Christian Harris up there. I mean, he had, he's a sophomore linebacker. I mean, he's got two more years on him, you know I mean? He had 10 total tackles. I mean, he was great and he's young, you know I mean? We have a young defense. They're working out there. And then you have Moore, who is a def- freshman defensive back. I mean, he's a baby and he's got six tackles, two pass breakups and a first ever career interception. I mean, I think he would be someone to watch over the next three years, and I think that, you know, they do their part. There's just always something to improve on.
0: Yeah, again, last week we talked about people people on defense being all over the field, and we kind of highlighted Dylan Moses, who was, again, all over the field this time, but really, Malachi Moore was in on almost every single play. I mean watching the game just everybody was just wondering who that kid was you know right. who is he who is he what is he you know and I was really impressed especially from a guy who is that young to come in on a defense mm-hmm. like Alabama's and make such a significant impact it was it was quite entertaining to watch honestly
1: <laughs> it, yeah I think I really think he's going to turn into someone to pay attention to over the next three
0: years for sure oh, ab- absolutely and Mm-hmm. Not to mention uh, Daniel Wright as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Daniel Wright. Now, mind you, Texas a first touchdown. He did blow a tackle on the sideline. They <laughs> score. But to his credit, he comes back on the field and he gets. You know, he jumps a route from Kellen Mund and intercepts it. and takes it all the way back for a touchdown. So, listen. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> when you make a mistake on Nick Saban's team, you're going to get yelled at. But. Right. One way to one way to do that is to erase that touchdown with one of your own. So, it, you know, he, he played well. He was in on a lot of a lot of plays too. I, yeah, I really liked how our secondary played, especially the young guys yesterday. Yeah. It was um, it was good to see, um, especially because we had some worries after the Missouri game. And I think next week, going into Ole Miss and playing against a Lane Kiffin offense, is going to be you know, even more challenging for them, but I think they're going to be up to the task. I mean, again, it's, it is Lane Kiffin, and he's a great offensive coach, but we also had Lane Kiffin, so I think Saban's going to be able to coach those guys up on that offense and try to um, prepare them, and I think that'll be a good little, not warm-up, but a test for them before they have to go in to play Georgia.
1: That is That is kind of how I would call this weekend. You know, it's a good... It's a good scrimmage leading up to our game against Georgia, <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, yeah, I mean, you know we'll get to we'll get to some of the other games that happen this week, but
1: yeah.
0: i would I would probably say the same, but you never know, I mean, Lane Kiffin is always one of those guys who's trying to get you, especially when he's playing against his old coaches, you know he he right, he's definitely got some tricks up his sleeve like he did when he was here, and we're gonna have to be ready for that, but I like our chances. And I I wanted to I wanted to highlight one more thing before we take a quick break. Um as we know, being Alabama fans, kicking is <laughs> certainly a little bit of an issue. Uh occasionally. kicking
1: hurts as a fan sometimes.
0: <laughs> and listen, I am knocking on wood, rock, whatever I need to rock knock on to make sure that we are not cursed by what I'm about to say. But Will Record was one for one with a field goal. Now, mind you, we didn't have a lot of field goal opportunities, but he was seven for seven with extra points. And I believe he did not miss a kick in the Missouri game either. So Alabama kicking might be on the come up. It, it might be. Not I'm not calling wood. it they yet. Put it in the universe. <laughs> I'm not calling it yet, and I'm knocking on wood right now. But watch out. It's, mm-hmm. it's unlike, we're not, we're not we're not calling it yet. We're not declaring it. We're just we're saying. Watch, we're just. We're, you
1: know We're just saying the stats that we saw. You know, I mean, we're on the come up of kicking. Kick.
0: <laughs> we're, we're supposed to report the facts. I'm reporting the facts. It is right. what it is. Absolutely. But well, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna look at uh, some other games uh, in week two from the SEC and around college football. So we'll be right back.
1: Hi, this is Eli Gold, the voice of the Crimson Tide, and I love 90.7, The Capstone. Welcome back to the Fourth and Gold Podcast. So, to wrap up this week, we're going to just kind of look at the predictions for week three coming up. So, I guess starting off, we'll just dive into Alabama versus Ole Miss. So, Brandon, what are you thinking? How next week is uh, going to go for us?
0: I just want first, I just want to point out to our listeners calm now. I'm okay. I'm not as angry. Um, had to lead us in for a reason, you guys. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was- I'm just opinionated. That's why they gave me the podcast. Anyway, <laughs> so Alabama versus Ole Miss. Um, you know, this is going to be an offensive shootout, I think, but not like a shootout where it's close. I think Ole Miss is going to get their shots in against our defense because we are young. We're going to be ready for it. But mm-hmm. Tide fans, don't be upset if we're going to give up 28 points, 21 points. It's going to be okay. Lane Kiffin yeah, give them 28- on offense. Yeah. Sixty-two to twenty-eight is not a big deal.
1: Okay, I see.
0: <laughs> you know, I I just think this is going to be a game where, like I said earlier in the show, I think this is going to be a good test for our defense, and I think it's going to be, you know, we're going to learn some things, and to learn some things is you got to, you know, you got to lose some battles, and we might lose a couple battles because they are talented on offense, but we aren't going to lose the game.
1: Yeah, <laughs> if we. We do not lose to Ole Miss. I mean, like you said, I think it'll be a test to our defense. And, like, you know, we'll definitely give up some plays. And, you know, they'll score on us. But we simply
0: – the Tide does not lose to Ole Miss. Yeah, I mean, again, like I said when we were talking about the Big 12, you have to play defense to win college football games. Right. Ole Miss does not play defense. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so, it, 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 so I again, no. 62 to 28 doesn't sound bad to me.
1: Uh, you know, when you put it like that,
0: it really doesn't. <laughs> do we have a score prediction from you, Taylor? Or are you just are you just saying the Tide or just Tide's going to win?
1: I, I I think we're going to dominate. I I really do. I think I, I don't think our defense is bad enough to give up that many points. I think we're I think we're young and we're learning, but we're still hell of a lot better than Ole Miss. So Tide is going to take over, is my opinion.
0: Agreed. Agreed. All right. So now we have um, another big game. Number four, Florida. Taking on number 21, Texas A&M.
1: I, I think Florida is going to beat a I think the Gators quarterback, Kyle Trump, is really someone to watch out for. I think he's great. And I I think they're going to beat Texas A&M.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I think I, I said it. I think I highlighted it a little bit at the beginning of this show. But I think, I think yeah, Florida's legit. Florida's mm-hmm. legit. That's just, they are. Yeah. And... They're gonna take care of business, and again, like I said, Georgia versus Florida is gonna be a real determiner for the playoffs, Definitely. just because there's only one, you know. Right. So that'll be interesting to see. But I think mm-hmm. Florida takes care of Texas A&M. I think they keep sto- scoring points. I think Dan Millen's I think Dan Melon's ready to go.
1: Yeah, I would agree.
0: You know, I, there's nothing much to that. <sighs> So Definitely. next, we um, are taking a little trip to uncharted territory with ranked ACC teams. That's not common. <laughs> um, ACC? Talk about them here. Yeah, believe it or not, we talk about them. Um, but we have number nineteen Virginia Tech versus number nine North Carolina.
1: You know um they're both undefeated this season I think they're both good teams um I think it's kind of hard to say who the winner will be I think it's gonna be a really good matchup
0: yeah uh you know North Carolina coming off a little bit of a test down in uh or up in Boston College um but I think they showed their grit Mm -hmm. and showed their toughness in that game and it was really really good to see um I think I'm gonna give the edge to North Carolina I know there's no fans but they are at home You know, I like, I like their team. I liked how they played against adversity in Boston college. You know, don't be surprised if Virginia tech pulls off the upset, but I I, I definitely think the edge right now goes to North Carolina. They look good. They got a great coach. Uh, You know, that's, that's all I got to say about that. They're just, they're ready to go and they're a good team. Do I think that they're number eight when the big 10 starts playing? No, but They are a good team. And I think what's important for the ACC right now is to have these high rankings and keep playing hard and looking as good as North Carolina did and looking as good as Virginia Tech does to try to keep those when the Big 10 does come into the mix. I think that's gonna be really important. So these games are important right now and this is a time for the ACC to prove themselves. So we'll definitely see. Um, Next. We go Living. to the loser bowl, oh. guys. But it's Texas, are and we? Oklahoma. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> i sorry, uh, Texas and Oklahoma fans. I know you're probably not listening to this show, but like we're coming at you today. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, both these teams are obviously coming off a loss to teams that were, you know, worse than them that they shouldn't have lost to. So, oh, I kind of think that Texas and Oklahoma are looking to come back big after these losses. So, I think it's going to be really interesting to see which team turns their season around and gets this win.
0: Yeah. I mean, I want to say that Oklahoma is going to win because I've faith in Lincoln Riley as a coach, and he's a great coach. But I think I got to give the ex- edge to Texas here. I think Sam Ellinger is playing a mm. lot better than Spencer Radler. I think Texas is playing better defense than oklahoma if that's what we'll call that they they yeah. stand 11 guys on the field on the other side of the football better than oklahoma does when they don't have a ball <laughs> so you know um i'm gonna give it to texas i i'm giving it to texas i think
1: yeah i would agree i would give it to texas i mean i don't think texas is a bad team i think they had a bad weekend i don't think all in all they're a bad team
0: i, I would agree with that like We talked about how Oklahoma State is the best chance to win the Big 12, but I still think it's Texas. I think Mm -hmm. it's still Texas's conference. I think they stacked up against a decent TCU team who, again, was there to win, and Texas wasn't. Definitely. I think Texas definitely writes the ship this weekend, and the wheels continue to fall off the Sooner wagon.
1: I agree. Um, moving back over, yeah, Georgia and Tennessee.
0: <laughs> you know, Taylor, this one's going to be a dogfight, and not yeah, in the it? sense that the Georgia Bulldogs are hoping for.
1: Do do explain.
0: So, so listen, hear me out, and I know Bama fans don't want to hear this, but I think Tennessee's good. Do I think they're beating Alabama and Georgia good? know. Mm-hmm. However, do I think that Tennessee can expose some things in the Georgia defense with their passing offense? Yes. Listen, okay. Listen. Okay. Hear me out. Georgia's front four on defense is the best in the country. Right. right. I'm just saying, if Tennessee gets a little bit of time to throw the ball, I think they can stay in the game for the most of the game. I think they're good. I think, do I think they're going to win? But. They're going to show up, and I think they're going to surprise some people with how close this game's going to be. Um, so look out for that.
1: You know, I hope I hope they do what you're saying. Like I said, or like you were saying, I think Tennessee it's impressive. You know how they've been moving up this season, but they're they're just not a match for Georgia. I mean, I think they're a definitely a better team. And trust me, I would love to see Tennessee beat Georgia, but that simply is just not going to happen.
0: Okay, listen, if, ten, if Tennessee Volunteers beat georgia the week before georgia has to come to tuscaloosa and play us that'd be incredible (laughs) i'm gonna say this once in one time ever go balls (laughs) i will never say that again on this podcast or in my entire lifetime because i will not wear that gaudy orange y'all know the big y'all know the words but go balls this week
1: What about our number one team or not our number one team, but the number one ranked team, Clemson versus Miami?
0: In our notes, I'm pretty sure there's quotation marks around the number one um, because, you know, they haven't beat anyone. So this will be a good test for them. Listen, do I think Clemson's number one? Of course, they're number one. They're they're undefeated. They haven't lost. They're the best team. It is. It is what it is. You You can't move someone from being number one Unless they lose. I 100% agree with that. Do I think that Alabama deserves it? Yeah, but guess what? It's not how it works. Clemson hasn't lost. They're a good team. They have a great quarterback, great coach.
1: I mean, that's the thing about Clemson. You know, I mean, obviously, as an Alabama fan, you don't want to admit it, but admit it or not, Clemson will always be the team to beat. I mean, Trevor Lawrence continues to carry them to victory. I mean, they're just, they're a good team and they're going to keep their number one ranking, especially against Miami this weekend.
0: Yeah, and again, I think this is going to be just like the Tennessee game where Miami's going to show up. Mm -hmm. In this one, I think Miami has a little bit better of a chance than Tennessee does, I'll be honest with you. Um, But it's also in Death Valley, so probably not. But again, I think this is going to be one where a team like Tennessee, a team like Miami, are going to show how – you know, how much they've improved in the past year and kind of prove themselves from a legitimate team status. And I think this is where you're going to see Miami and Tennessee kind of cement themselves and like kind of shift into hopefully maybe getting into a bigger bowl game this year. Um, So don't sleep on the Hurricanes yet. You know, Clemson's probably going to win. You know, they, they have a great running back. They have a great quarterback. It is what it is. But don't sleep on the Hurricanes because they're they're still going to be okay. I think they're going to show up a little bit. And I think a lot of people are going to be surprised with their performance. They've been playing well all year. There's a reason they're undefeated. This is a first test, and I think it'll be interesting to watch. I agree. So look out for a couple of those teams. I want to get to one more. Um, we kind of... so the rankings came out yeah and you saw you know the normal alabama georgia florida clemson and then number five was notre dame oh who didn't play last week but i just remember looking at it and being like like just "Ah." is that
1: messed up you know it's like you You always see, you're always going to see, you know, Clemson, Alabama, Georgia. I mean, that's typical. That's probably going to be always be your top three unless someone loses. But Notre Dame coming out here and being the top five, it's just like, okay.
0: (laughs) Well, I remember I was just sitting on the couch and like my phone buzzes and it's ESPN. So I'm like, oh, the rankings came out. Let's take a look. I was like, okay. Clemson, yeah. Alabama, sure. Georgia, yeah. Florida, and I was like, <laughs> "How did y'all get here? <laughs> what did like, y'all do so far? <laughs> like,
1: where did you come from?"
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, I get it. There's, you know, I'm looking at. We're looking at the AP top twenty five now. Mm-hmm. Clemson one, Alabama two, Georgia three, Florida, Florida four, right. Notre Dame five, Ohio State six but Ohio State hasn't played anything yet. Miami, yep, undefeated, get it. Mm -hmm. North Carolina, yep, undefeated, get it. Penn State hasn't played a game yet, nine. Oklahoma State is 10. I feel like they should have gotten a little more love. Like, I understand that Ohio State's six. That, like, we know that regardless of what happens with the season, Ohio State will be there. Yeah. You know? They will. But – And listen, I know I said the Big 12 is bad, but I just think putting Penn State above Oklahoma State and maybe even North Carolina above Oklahoma State was a little much. I get it. Oklahoma State hasn't played a lot of good teams. But they, I mean, it's not like they're playing close games like Oklahoma and Texas were. Like, they went into Kansas and won significantly. So, I don't know. I felt like they needed a little more love. Mm -hmm. Good buddies from the American Cincinnati. At 11. Okay. No. American. Whatever. <laughs> Oregon's up there. Auburn drops to 13. Tennessee's 14 behind Auburn, which I don't understand because Tennessee is undefeated. Right. They haven't played anyone, but they're undefeated. um And I get it. Auburn lost to Georgia, but you lost. it that's a pretty bad loss. <laughs> yeah. So, whatever. BYU 15, Wisconsin 16, good with those. LSU 17.
1: I could see them being farther down.
0: Eh. <laughs> SMU 18, which is fine. I think that's a good spot for them. They're 4-0. They just beat, you know, they, they've beaten some good teams. They're they're on a roll. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Virginia Tech, yep. Michigan. At twenty. <laughs> (:'m I'm just out there right now. A lot of my family who will be listening to this podcast are from Michigan and they're big Michigan fans. Last year before the Citrus Bowl, talking all this about how they're going to beat us. Jim Harborough's the best thing ever.:
1: mm-hmm. Give it up. <laughs> Let it go. Let
0: it, yes, exactly. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what they get to do this year. It's unfair to talk about how Michigan's not good before they even play the season, so I'm going to give them that. But in past years, we've seen Michigan up here early, and then all of a sudden, they lose 14 nothing to Notre Dame, and it's, you know. So I'm excited to see that. Texas A&M at 21, I totally agree with that. I don't think they should have dropped out of the top 25 after playing us. It's a tough okay. game to come into. I think, you know, they're still – they're still a good team, I think Jimbo Fisher's a great coach, I think right. they just really like they are kind of starting to get going, but they're not quite there yet
1: mm-hmm.
0: so they're just you know they're they're gonna be a force down the line. I just think you know right now they're not all the way there yet definitely so and then texas twenty two louisiana not not l s u Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana are 3-0 and on our n- number 23 now. So congratulations to them. They are a good team. I did catch their game this weekend. It looked good. So welcome to the top 25. I don't know how long it's been, but it seems like it's probably never happened. <laughs> so congratulations, Louisiana. Um, and then we got to see Iowa State jump to 24 after the big win against Oklahoma and Minnesota topping off at 25. Uh, so those are the rankings. College football is set. We're ready to go. We got two more weeks before the Big, big Ten enters the, the scene. Um, one more week before Georgia game, Alabama, Georgia. So you know what? The stage is set. The games are happening. Things are happening. Upsets are happening. It's a crazy year in college football. No fans. Fans. Get ready, everybody. 2020 football, gonna be crazy. One to remember. One to remember. I don't care if you think there's gonna be an asterisk next to whoever wins this. That's a lie. (laughs) Unless they're from the ACC. Anyway, so. (laughs) Listen, we'd like to thank all of you for listening. Uh, We will be back next week with our show. Uh, Thank you, Taylor. And we'll be back next week to talk more football and probably talk more crap about the Big 12. Yeah. (laughs) Have a good one. Roll Tide and let's beat Ole Miss.
1: Yes. I'll see y'all next time.
0: Bye, guys. Thank you.